Welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line. Good afternoon and welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line. We're very lucky today to have Jennifer K. Hill with us and we're going to be talking about her expertise in communication and vocal mastery for leaders. Now, Jennifer is an evolutionary leader, CEO, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and TV and radio host. So she really knows what she's talking about. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Anna. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. So you've done a lot, obviously, particularly with radio and TV, you're used to speaking. So you're used to knowing what you need to do, how you need to do it. For leaders, it can be a lot more complicated because they're thrown into it, even if they're experts at something else, they haven't necessarily gone through how to present themselves really as a leader and communicate well. So with you having done all of that and being a public speaker Mm -hmm. and sharing the stage with really top celebrities like Deepak Chopra, Bruce Lipton and many others, how did you actually get into it and how did you feel when you first started? Just to reassure some of these leaders that they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Anna. So many, many years ago, when I was in my 20s, I had the blessing of meeting my publicist at the time, a gentleman named Richard Berman, who had originally written for NBC Nightly News, and he was really a godsend. So in my late 20s, when I opened my first company, I found myself on Fox, NBC, ABC, a whole myriad of TV shows and different things. And fast forward then in my 30s, I hadn't done TV for quite a long time. And then I found myself selling my company. And around 10 years ago, I had the privilege and honor of working with my now business partner and vocal mastery coach, Arthur Samuel Joseph. He's the one who trained uh, Tony Robbins. He's trained Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan. I mean, the list goes on and on, Dwayne Wade. And I'm just so grateful that about two to three years ago, he asked me to begin to collaborate with him on creating programs for everyone to have access to it because a lot of the people who work with Arthur are celebrities or politicians or high-level individuals and they didn't have access to this curriculum and one of Arthur and my dreams is that every person in the world has access to owning your vibrational power because voice is power and when we learn to harness our voice we learn to harness our power. And so we're actually just completing our first seven-line on-week course that's never been done before with Arthur or myself. And people have just loved it. I mean, people said it's changed their lives. And I personally, you know, oh, God, I was at my husband. We were trying to pull some images for yeah. our Vocal Mastery for Leaders website. And I started playing an old speech I did about seven, six, seven years ago. It was a pretty big speech at a national conference that was televised. Yeah. And it was awful. Oh, my gosh. If I go back, it was long before I started working with Arthur, Anna. And I I couldn't. It was like nails on a chalkboard. I was like, I can't keep playing this. He's like, no, my love. I want to hear how you sound. And just to give you a sense, Anna, this is how I used to talk. I, I, this is literally how I would start a speech. My name is Jennifer Hill, and I talk quickly, and I can't help it, so you got to keep up with me, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, God, I was exhausted. Now, that was a very popular speech I gave, and yeah. I was 
exhausted just listening to the first 30 seconds of my own speech. So I'm very, very grateful now to have tools in my tool belt, such as visceral language and conscious loving breath and a myriad of other tools that help me to embody the person I intend to be. Yeah, that sounds great. And I mean, it's so interesting to hear that it's real leaders that have done some of this. And I mean, okay, Sean Connery and Pierce Brosnan, they're not leaders, but they're absolutely amazing. (laughs) So these are pretty memorable. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, too. He's the one who my vocal coach and uh, business partner, Arthur, taught Arnold Schwarzenegger how to speak English and actually taught him everything Mm -hmm. he knew. Talk about leaders. He was a governor. (laughs) Wow, interesting. God, that's amazing. (laughs) So, I mean... Me, what I do, it's completely, I just go yak, yak, yak. You know, I've had no training, no anything. And I'm just interested in what I'm talking about, which is why I do it. But I know for a lot of people, it's far more important. Um, And they really do need to communicate well. And they need to be able to project. They need to be able to convince. They need to be able to inspire. So, What do we really need to do to communicate well and to achieve vocal mastery? What do we need to focus on? And particularly when people are leaders, so they need that inspiration part of it as well. One of the most important things, Anna, is something we would teach people called our persona statement. There's how we currently, first you start off by writing down, how do you currently believe that you're perceived in the world. And so you might write down some things that you think maybe you're likable or shy or outgoing, whatever it is, and you write these things down. Step two is you write down how would you like to be known in the world? I may have even used the term evolutionary leader before I even knew that was a group and was nominated to be part of these 250 world leaders. I think I wrote that down in my original persona statement almost 10 years ago. And so you write down how you believe you're currently perceived, how you would like to be known in the world, and then you draw an image of each. It can be a painting, it could be stick figures, whatever you want. And then your persona statement becomes an evolving uh, amalgamation of how you want to show up in the world. And probably one of the best pieces of advice I would give to any leader out there is to harness who you are and to have the same person show up everywhere you go. So often we might, I have a little trusty hat over here, in one situation I might put on the hat of, okay, I'm a CEO of a company, and then in another situation I'm going to put on a different hat where, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, um, you know, have a party with friends and it's a different person. And so we have all of these hats, and one of the biggest things that makes a leader trustable is authenticity and showing up as the same person everywhere so that people know that you are somebody with integrity who that they can count on. And one of the ways that we do that is through our voice, our pitch, our vibration, and our resonance. So I'm going to try and say that again in a way where I'm not doing it intentionally. So one of the ways we do that is through our voice, pitch, intention, and resonance. So see if I say it that way versus through our voice, our pitch, yeah. our resonance, and our intention. It feels, which one did you like better, number one or number two, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes such a big difference. I know with the, the people that I coach, because I coach international business people, but particularly ones whose 
first language is not English. So they've got to try and, you know, change everything into English and still sound good and lead, etc. And they all speak too fast. And they all get blah, 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 and they push everything together and no natural breaks. So I'm trying to get them to slow down and breathe between the important bits that they want people to remember. And you've just done the perfect example of that because when you speak normally, yes, it sounds interesting, but it doesn't have that, that sort of power that reaches out and connects with you. And when you do it with your resonance, your intention, it really does make such a big difference. So is there anything else that you do with that or how do you get people to really harness that? Do they practice? Absolutely. So in the seven-week level one class that Arthur and I teach called Vocal Mastery for Leaders, and people can go to vocalmasteryforleaders.com, our next new cohort begins on September 6th. And we'll go again for seven weeks. And we teach principles in the vocal awareness method. So as I mentioned, Arthur's been teaching this for 60 years, almost six six decades. He hates it when I call it 60 years. He said, I'm not there yet, you know, almost six decades. And what we do is we teach people vocal awareness principles, such as seeing the edge and arc of sound. And what you just highlighted, Anna, which is so beautiful, which is the idea of our breath. One of the most powerful things that I've learned in over the 10 years of friendship and partnership with Arthur, as well as studying with him, is the idea of what we call a conscious, loving breath. So I'm going to take you through a fun little thing. I'd Mm -hmm. like for you to take a breath, a top of the morning breath, just take a breath. Okay, great. Now, I invite you to allow a deep, conscious loving breath and release and how did that feel Uh, it's much more relaxing it's much more just peaceful Mm. yeah so that is one of the core tenets of vocal awareness and our vocal mastery work is what is called a CLB which is a five second slow conscious, loving breath that we allow rather than take. When we take a breath, just as if we take anything in life, we're gasping. And if we allow, there is this element, and we actually go through this in the course of the distinction of where we allow and where we take. We have a student actually currently in our course who is a vocal voiceover coach and voiceover actress and she said in the five or six weeks she's been in the course so far she has healed vocal tension she's had for almost her whole life and you can actually feel it you know sometimes you meet somebody and some of us talk really breathy and pitchy like this and some of us like kind of eh, are like hey yeah how you doing oh my god like totally and none of it is bad I want to be very clear it's our styles though what we found is you could take any person in the world with any sort of voice, with any sort of language they might speak. And the more that you teach someone to embody who they intend to be through using tools, like allowing a conscious loving breath, bringing our conscious awareness, seeing the edge and arc of sound as we speak, 
it's, it's funny, I used to, this is actually embarrassing, but funny, when I was about 12 years old, I really loved to sing. And I yeah. think there was a song, it was Janet Jackson's Again. And I was singing it in my English class, you know, just kind of singing it out loud. And a quote unquote friend said, oh, you're so good. Now this was before the days of American Idol, so you didn't kind of know what was happening. And I didn't realize they were making fun of me. And so that day, by the time school happened, literally there were 300 people around me all hearing me sing. But at the time, I was singing terribly, and I didn't know everyone was making fun of me. So then fast forward this weekend, my husband and I were walking around Lisbon, and I started singing one of my favorite songs from The Little Mermaid. And I don't sing often. Sometimes Arthur and I will harmonize. And I started singing. My husband looks at me, and he said, honey, that was just spectacular. I mean, I've never heard you sing so well. And so I've never taken singing lessons with Arthur or anyone. Yes. But when we learn to harness that vibration, that resonance, then that shifts how we speak, how we sing, how we pretty much how we be human beings because it's vibrational and ontological yeah. as well as the physical side. Yeah, and that's fascinating. I mean, I do a lot of yoga and meditation. So obviously there's a lot of breathing in that. And I find... From the point of view, if I've got a difficult day ahead or a difficult anything or after a difficult meeting, if I do yoga and if I particularly do the breathing part, because it's really controlled and really gentle, I mean, they have the breathing exercises as well, but just part of the yoga asanas, I feel so much better. And whatever's happened during the day or during the meeting even if it's been difficult, it just seems less difficult because I think the, the breathing and the movement together just lets everything chill out, everything calm down. So it's really interesting with you saying about the mastery you get from controlling and the breathing. I think uh, this is a very interesting interview. <laughs> yeah, as Arthur and I always say, it is hard work to be yourself. Because yeah. think of how many layers of wounds yeah. and fears. And since we're little children, you know, mm -hmm. something happens and somebody makes fun of us for singing yeah. or the way we laugh or whatever it is. And yeah. we shut down and then we shut down and we shut down. Yeah. So in order to be myself, what Arthur and I call the capital S self, it's the peeling of the million layers of the onion to allow that beautiful blossom of human being that you are to come out and to mm -hmm. radiate. And it's really incredible for business leaders, for entrepreneurs, whether you're on the stage or in the boardroom, mm -hmm. when you learn to harness the power of your voice, people want to do business with you. I feel so yeah. grateful. Almost every week I have new people asking to do business with me in different ways, some yeah. of whom I've never even met. And a lot of it is how trustworthy you occur yes. when you get your voice because you're not trying to hide. You can kind of sense that ickiness, you know, when somebody's trying to cover it up. And we do it unconsciously. I'm not saying it's yeah. bad. I'm saying as human beings, notice the people who you feel automatically drawn to, who mm -hmm. resonate with you literally and figuratively and yeah. begin to notice their vibration and what it is that they're radiating. And you'll find they're authentic they're yeah. in integrity and they're owning who they are and that's that's sexy quite honestly it's like it's yeah. that sizzly thing that everybody yes. wants because most of us are just so afraid of being seen yeah yeah oh it's fascinating so with that i mean about leaders do different types of leaders have specific challenges because vocal mastery and communication 
it's not the same, you know, political or corporate or scientists or humanitarian or activists. They're all leaders, but with different surroundings, different ideas, different focus. So for them to actually really use vocal mastery and communication, do they have to focus differently on it? Vocal mastery is the same for everyone, whether you're five years old or 55 or 75 years old, male, female, they, them, us, whoever you might identify as. It really is the same tool for everyone. And I think that it's how you harness the tool. For example, somebody who is in a board meeting might need to learn more emotional quotient skills. For me, it's an an and, it's a plus. So when you take vocal mastery and then say you're a CEO of an organization, that is going to require vocal mastery. And then as you know, one of the other things I am an expert in is creating coherent teams in the workplace. So for me, I look at it like this amalgamation of different tools and things that you put together in a pot and poof, out comes the leader that you wanna be. Somebody, for example, who's on camera, maybe if you're a politician, it's a whole different game of communication. So there's vocal mastery and then communication mastery that branches out, such as understanding the emotional quotient of the people, of yourself and others, and being able to be compassionate. If you're somebody who's on television, learning how to speak through the camera and speak to the audience and really connect as if you're talking to just one person. You know, if you're in a different position, uh, you know, there are so many different ways that this can show up, though the energy of vocal mastery and the essence is the same. I know Arthur, for example, has taught everyone from the top professional athletes in the world to top singers and actors and actresses to young people. There's actually a collaboration we have going on with some young people right now who they were taught vocal awareness in high school, and now they're mentoring other young people. And could you imagine if you were taught this when you were 13, 15, 17 years old, how you might grow up into a more confident human being? Because at the end of the day, we all have little wounded boys and girls and theys and thems within us. And the more we allow ourselves to trust ourselves and believe in ourselves, the better off we are. And in fact, I'll leave you with a quote recently that I heard from uh, Karen Burke, who is the founder of the Kabbalah Center. And she said, the greatest gift as a leader that you can give to someone is to believe in them. And it's so true, though first, in order to believe in someone else, you need to believe in yourself. And it's so critical that we all do that. Yeah, yeah. So with that, obviously, from what you're saying, vocal mastery and communication mastery is linked, but it's not the same. So what other skills contribute to good communication and really promoting positive and inspiring leadership? Is it connection with people? Is it um, supporting them? What, What else would you say was necessary? When we are looking to be a master or masterful at communication, It really takes doing the inner work every day. So a lot of the vocal awareness tools and the the tricks that we offer and so forth, that is in some of the first basic things we do. We do stature, edge and arc of sound, conscious loving breath, 
And then as we move into it, it's more about how do you be yourself and how do you listen deeply? That is one of the biggest tenets of vocal awareness in our Vocal Mastery for Leaders program is when we are in our deeper listening, like for example, when I conduct an interview, if I'm interviewing Deepak or whomever I might be interviewing, I'm actually listening, Anna, not for what's being said. I actually see the words as Arthur does. As I speak words, I am seeing the words as if they're subtitles on a movie going in front of my face. So that way I'm very, very aware of what I'm speaking at all times. And in the same way, not only seeing the words, with which that gets into some techniques that we work with that tie into something called visceral language, which is seeing yeah. the words, seeing the emphasis, like I just put an emphasis on the word E there, or on the letter E in that word. Yeah. As we continue to evolve and enhance that, then you have this idea of conscious awareness. We use the word A-W-E where yeah. you're then able to see things from a myriad of different ways and actually deeply listen. Number one, deeply listen to yourself. What makes a true leader extraordinary is to constantly be in our deeper listening. So as I was saying, when I interview somebody, I actually am in such deep listening that I'm actually listening for what they want to be asked next. I don't write any questions or anything in advance. I'm just constantly listening for what what the audience is calling for, as well as what is wanting to emerge from the people I'm speaking with. That is incredible. (laughs) I think it's going to revolutionize a lot of people and the way that they speak and present things. Um, and particularly interviewers, that they need to change their way of doing it totally. That is really interesting. So if you had one key idea, one piece of wisdom, one strategy to really help, well, all of us, but particularly for leaders going forward on how they can really harness themselves, who they are, what they want to show, what would you suggest? What would you advise? I'm going to go back, Anna, to something I learned many years ago that completely changed my life. I would not have sold my last company if it hadn't been for learning this. Many years ago, I had an employee and I felt frustrated. I don't know about any of you out there. Maybe you've had an employee and there's been something that didn't work out. Maybe they got a complaint or something happened. And I had this situation with this particular employee. And one of the other things that we talk about in vocal mastery and the work that we do is this idea of our filters and how the lens or the filter that we see our employees, one another, and ourselves with literally do shift and shape the world, which quantum science and all of the latest science actually concurs with this. So years ago, I had this employee, and I had a list of everything she had done, quote unquote, wrong, right? And then you start to look. The the filter I was seeing her through was looking for what was wrong. And I had put her on a PIP, which is what we call in the United States a performance improvement plan. And in comes uh, another one of my dear friends and teachers, Julian Adler, who came in and taught me this. And he said, Jen, I invite you to consider that the reason that your employee is not working out well is because you are listening and seeing her through a filter of disappointment. (laughs) Now, Anna, let me just tell you, I had a few choice words for my business coach, including you're fired. (laughs) No, you are completely wrong. You see, I have 20 items and evidence, right? I have evidence on why this person is not working. And so when he sat there and said that, I said, you are so wrong. He said, Jen, 
Just try it on. I'm just inviting you to try this on for one week and write down one thing this person is doing right every day and look for the good in this person. So yeah. just put, a, put aside the lens of disappointment and just go through it. He said, I, I challenge you. And so at the end of that week, Anna, it was extraordinary. Not only had she performed better than she had in months or years, but she was performing and getting compliments and things were amazing. And so I say that because when we couple who we're being as vocal masters and communication masters and leaders in our communities, and we combine that and multiply that by actively, number one, noticing the filters we have for ourselves and others. Some of us have a filter of ourselves. I'm a failure. I'm shy. I can't. So number one is write down, go out this week and see if you can identify one filter that you observe yourself or another person through. Step two, choose a filter. Choose, yeah. actively participate as you get out of bed in the morning and ask yourself, is this filter of disappointment or shame or anxiety what I am committed to, an attitude or belief, or what would be a filter I would rather choose? And eventually, perhaps we'll get to a day of no filters. So I know you and I will talk on future episodes. And there's a lot of wonderful heart math techniques that yeah. I love to combine vocal mastery and vocal awareness work in combination with heart math because there are very easy tools that you can do that yeah. actually allow you to shift the attitude that you have. That sounds fascinating. And so many of my clients are really stressed and under pressure and things like that. And it's almost like it becomes a habit. I mean, I'm not trying to say that they don't have the stress and the pressure, but it becomes very difficult to move out of that stress vision um, and try and find a more calm vision. And to be honest, before we started this interview, I was stressed. I'd had a few things happening and I was like, oh, and just listening to what you're saying and listen to the way you talk and listen to, you know, all of this expertise, I'm actually feeling so much calmer it's unbelievable. So thank you very much for that as well. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure, Anna. That's a whole other conversation on heart math, where if even one person is coherent in a group and yeah. there's another person who's incoherent, not meaning a bad thing, it just means it's actually a scientific term that we use, yeah. then one person being coherence can help shift another person to be incoherence. And that is the impact that we have on one another as leaders. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Jen, thank you so much. It's been absolutely fascinating. Um, just to lastly, where can people find you and how can they get in touch with you to find out more? Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much, Anna. So the if you want to learn about Arthur and my new class coming up on September 6th, you can go to Vocal Mastery for leaders all spelled out.com and you'll find our latest class there or you can also go to vocalawareness.com to find out more on the vocal awareness principles i also have an additional company called meta m-e-t-a bizics b-i-z-i-c-s.com there you can see a interview i did with deepak chopra that's on the home page and you can also go to the contact us form and if you ever want information on one-on-one -on -one coaching other programs that we offer i'm certainly happy to chat further about that and see how i can be a resource brilliant i'll put everything down on the page but i also i like people to hear you just in case they're listening when they're out running or walking or something like that because then they can 
memorize it. Jen, thank you so much. It's been absolutely fascinating. I had no idea about any of this, so I've learned so much. And I'm sure my clients as well will be very interested because it will help them project so much more and have more power, more sensitivity, more relaxation, more inspiring. So it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anna, and thank you to all of your listeners and viewers out there. It's been a pleasure to be with you.